Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take the Stage Opera Podcast. There are things in life that you cannot control, and there are certainly things in this career that are uncontrollable. One thing that we all worry about as singers is our health. We worry about catching cold, having acid reflux, maybe thyroid issues, et cetera, et cetera. So if your health is something that worries you and your singing, then it is time to take action because people, you can control your immunity to many of the most common health problems, and we're going to tell you exactly how to do it. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. So I know that sickness is something that I worry about quite a bit, actually. And if I could take control of my immune system so that I could get sick less often and manage chronic conditions, then I would have more time and more energy to actually be singing. So here to help today is my co-host, co-host Evan Dunn. Hi, Evan. Hello, Mariah. It's so good to be here today. I remember one time as we're talking about sickness and immunity, you came to stay at my house. We were singing a recital together. Oh, yeah. And you were a little under the weather. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had laryngitis. <laughs> and um, I remember you coming in with like a whole box of remedies. <laughs> like which remedies? Yes. Anything that you thought might help. Right. I use a lot of, a lot of like herbal remedies and teas and things yeah. like that. And I think a lot of singers do because it's kind of like our worst fear mm-hmm. <laughs> is that our voice or our health could be taken away from us. Right? Yeah. And I said I worry about getting sick, but I have to say that it like really, really worries me. Right. So that's why we are so lucky today um, to have a guest. And he is internationally recognized for his work in helping people return to health and stay healthy. And it's Dr. Joel Furman. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. So glad to be here. (laughs) Have you ever been interviewed by opera singers before? No, I don't think so. (laughs) That's exciting. But, you know, I advise like world-class Olympic athletes, but I also have been advising and helping some entertainers and things like that, yeah. and musicians and singers. I've had, uh, for example, um, do you know who Chick Corea is? Oh, he's a very famous jazz musician. Okay. But anyway, so he was at his, uh, he had his 80th birthday, and he's still performing and on stage and everything. He still has youthful vigor. He like said something oh about me in the audience. You know, I'm here at 80, still performing and so active and healthy because of Dr. Furman. Say hi to Dr. Furman out there in the audience. <laughs> it's kind of cool. That's really but, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Joel Furman, MD, is a board-certified family physician, nutritional researcher, and six-time New York Times best-selling author. And I believe you have 12 books. Is that correct? Yes, and my wow. most late recent book. Um, Eat for Life actually was my seventh New York Times bestselling book. Wow, oh we've got an update. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, that, that is, is kind of, so awesome. kind of cool. But I've just been very lucky to have this, um, you know, to have been doing this for like 35 years now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, Dr. Furman has also authored numerous research articles published in medical journals and is on the faculty of Northern Arizona University Health and Science Division. 
Yes, and he um, has been one of the people that has inspired my health journey as well. I've always been interested in nutrition. And about five years ago, I decided to, you know, pretty radically change the way that I eat so that I could be healthier. And um, I didn't really think about my immune system so much. I just, you know, wanted to be healthy, mm -hmm. just like feel well. And along the journey, I read your book, Dr. Furman, Super Immunity, and realized that, you know, this was definitely some information for singers that I wanted every singer to know about because it was amazing to me. Well, thank you. Well, you know, I, you know, I've been on a lot of television shows and I had my own TV show on PBS too, but the point is I'm so passionate about getting this information out to the public that I'll take any opportunity to tell people that the American diet is deadly and it creates an incredible and untold amount of tragedy and suffering. Whether we have a heart attack, the amount of heart attacks and strokes are still the number one cause of death. And we have a cancer epidemic that's been exploding since the 1930s, increasing by 500% per the year, 500% since then. And the medical profession has, has lost the war on cancer with $105 billion spent up for them to support drug research for cancer. The resulting, the, the 75 drugs have been approved, approved for cancer in the last 15 years do almost nothing. At $36 a pop, the average amount of lifespan enhancement is two and a half months. Right. Yeah. The wow. point I'm making is that the medical, you can't buy yourself into good health with drugs or access to medical care. It's really a, almost a scam. And we, with all doctors do, they don't, they don't really affect lifespan significantly. But nutritional science has made such incredible advances in the last decade. And we, can, we have the information so people don't have to get the common cancers, breast, prostate, colon cancer. We don't have to have heart attacks and strokes. We can take the knowledge we've learned and we can live to be you know, 95 to 105 in great health with our full mental faculties intact. And the same dietary program that affords us the opportunity to live as long as possible in slow aging also obviously helps reverse and can undo the diseases that are already there. People can get well from their asthma. They can recover from autoimmune conditions like psoriasis and or autoimmune urticaria. They can recover from lupus and they can also lose weight, get rid of diabetes, get rid of heart disease, get the blood pressure back to normal. My mantra, of course, is don't control your diseases with drugs. Get completely well so you don't need drugs anymore. If you eat American food, you can't be healthy. If you eat the way mother Americans eat because the American diet is 60% of calories from processed foods that have no significant micronutrient load. And then people eat another 30% of calories from animal products, which don't contain any phytochemicals, antioxidants, or micronutrient void, pretty much deficient as well. So the amount of colorful and unrefined plants people are eating and is so small, and the amount of vegetables Americans are eating is only 2% of the diet, and green vegetables in particular are the foods that have the most power to prevent strokes, heart attack, cancer, and support immune system the most. So I always make the joke and say, if you don't like green vegetables, you better live close to a hospital because we're oh, green vegetable dependent animal <laughs> and immune system is dependent on that. You know, so it's not that living close to a hospital is gonna help you, it's a stupid joke anyway. But in, in any case, you know, I, I show people the exact combination of foods, the full dietary portfolio that enables their immune system to function. And today's, Right now, in the midst of the COVID epidemic, we're also, people are being hurt and even killed needlessly by a simple coronavirus, which just is completely reflective of how s sad 
and sick the way Americans are eating around people eating around the world mm -hmm. that they can just eat processed foods and think they can live on white rice and soda and fried foods and burgers and pizza and bagels and they think they can eat these foods and not pay a price. Yes, but you said that you have a diet plan that can help with all of this. Talk, talk us through this nutritarian diet. Right, I, I use that word nutritarian to describe the dietary portfolio that includes all these anti-cancer substances. And I'm also suggesting that when you eat all these foods that have a lot of anti-cancer immune supporting effects, then it naturally suppresses the appetite and you get rid of that calorie consuming monster. What I'm saying is wow. people are no longer instinctually intact with the amount of calories they need because they're eating the wrong foods. And these foods are designed by food scientists to make you want to eat more of them. Right. And they cause, a, they cause a food addiction and it becomes painful or uncomfortable to reduce your calories to the level that's best for your health. So if you don't, if you don't focus on your dietary quality and it's consuming the right foods that have the right amount of nutrients, you're just not going to be able to have your appetite be reduced to eating so that eating the right calories becomes comfortable or possible. This is why diets of all description fail because mm. people try to cut back on calories without improving the nutritional quality of what they're eating. And mm -hmm. as far as that, and I also um, use that acronym G-BOMBS. Yes, let's talk that about G-BOMBS. That was our next question, actually. <laughs> G, people could write it down. G-BOMBS, B-O-M-B-S, which simply, it just simply focuses on the foods that have the most powerful anti-cancer immune-supporting benefits in the scientific literature. And the G-BOMBS obviously stand for greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. And we can throw a dart at any of those foods and pick one like mushrooms, which shows women who eat 10 grams of mushrooms a day have a 64% lower risk of developing breast cancer or seeds like flax seeds and chia seeds. So when studies on women with breast cancer, we do deaths from breast cancer by 71% just by having some lignin in their diet. But the right. point I'm making right now is that it's the full portfolio of all these powerful anti-cancer foods that enables us to have what I call super immunity. And super immunity is just normal immunity. It's not really super. It's compared to the way Americans are all, um, they're so fragile and weak. It's comparatively super, but it's the immunity we all should be having if we're living healthfully. So these G-bombs are those, I, I feel like a lot of people talk about superfoods. Mm -hmm. But what's like the base? Like I sit down to eat. I'm not chewing on an onion. What do you recommend? What's kind of the base level of food? Well, I think if somebody asked me, you know, where do I start? What's the basic? Mm -hmm. And I would say that lunch is the most, first thing is lunch is the most important meal of the day. Breakfast and dinner are lighter. And that let's talk about what you would eat at lunch. Because if the whole nation changed their lunch, it obviously would reduce healthcare costs by like 70%. Right. So, so the most important foods that prevent cancer are raw vegetables. So having a big salad once a day as a main dish is critical to your good health. Every person has to eat a large salad with a lot of stuff in it. And it has to be not a soup bowl size, but a serving, but a larger size of salad, much bigger than that. And of course, with that, besides just lettuce, you have to put into it some cruciferous, such as arugula, kale, cabbage, bok choy, some kind of um, could you get the isothiocyanides, um, chopped red onion or scallion, 
you know, some kind of you know, different types of, so you're putting maybe some beans or cooked mushrooms on the salad, but those things are optional. You could have a veg, you could have a bowl of vegetable bean soup with that and a piece mm -hmm. of fruit for dessert. And then a dressing for the salad should be made from nuts and seeds. Like some of my favorite dressings are just like a, a thickened tomato sauce with mashed in with almond butter and fig vinegar or, you know, or an orange blended with cashews and hemp seeds and toasted sesame seeds on top, you know, with some blood orange vinegar or lemon squeezed in. So we make delicious tasting salad dressings that are made from whole food that contain those nuts and seeds because the inclusion of nuts and seeds with the, with the plant-based meal increases the absorption of the anti-cancer fat-soluble compounds and the phytochemicals and carotenoids are absorbed 20 to 50 times better when you add some nuts and seeds with the meal. Wow. So, we're talking, so we're talking here, removing oil and vinegar and replacing it with nuts and vinegar and with the delicious flavoring dressings. So, so clearly that meal gave you almost all the G-bombs and gave mm -hmm. you them in the form because beans should be well cooked, obviously. Mushrooms yes. should be cooked. And the longer you cook a bean and soften it, the better. And some foods are better eaten raw and some foods are better eaten cooked. Like it's better that you get most nutrients from greens and onion raw, but you get the most benefits from mushrooms and beans cooked. So the combination of the salad and the soup with the vegetable bean soup, obviously, gives you the full portfolio of that fantastic meal. You know, it's not quite, you know, it's quite not kind of complicated to learn to eat healthfully. Yeah, you know, we're talking about a diet that's um, so high in plants that if a person is using any animal product in their diet, that's a condiment or a flavoring, but not a main portion of the dish. It's a small amount. So my breakfast might have been, you know, two to four tablespoons of oats or quinoa or farro or mill, so just a few tablespoons with my hemp seeds and chia or flax seeds, maybe a cup of berry, maybe a half a cup of pomegranate, maybe some, you know, mashed banana in with the strawberry or something with a, with a, with a, with a, a walnut almond milk or a soy milk. I, you know, I'm going to have a, a breakfast that gets those berries and seeds into me, the lunch, yeah, that the salad and soup, you know, and then the key to dinner is obviously not eating a late dinner at night, eating an mm -hmm. earlier dinner, trying to finish eating by six o'clock, seven o'clock the latest, and having three to four hours of no food coming in before you go to bed at night. Because if you go to bed with food in your stomach, that's gonna cause reflux, ruin your vocal cords, keep you crying, and also shorten your lifespan. Unquestionably, you, we, we get, we repair and heal when in the catabolic phase and we're not eating food. And if we eat food too many hours of the day, we're not gonna be spending enough time healing. And your body can't repair and restore during heat sleep as it should when it's digesting food at the same time. It curtails its ability to heal itself. Plus the fact that you gain more calories as fat that you eat late in the day, the body is more metabolically active in the morning. So a calorie eaten at, at night counts as one and a half calories as far as retarding your fat loss. So key here is not, and for especially a person who's a performer or a singer, you don't want to have acids refluxing in your throats when you're sleeping at night. The key, if you're performing, is do not eat late in the day. Eat and digest the meal. Go to bed on an empty stomach. The other thing is you have to chew very well. People are used to eating like cereals and, you know, and hot dogs and eggs, things you don't even have to chew. Like they, they suck things right down. You know, they, they start to eat a salad and they're swallowing so much air because they're not chewing it well enough. 
because they don't understand the science. Because the science is that these isothiocyanides in green, green vegetables are not in the vegetable. You know, there's a little enzyme called myrosinase, like in the cell wall. Yeah, the cell, like in, yeah. in the cell wall of the vegetable, they have these packets of myrosinase enzyme. The same thing in the packet of an onion or, or a scallion, you have packets of allianase. The enzyme is in the outer portion of the cell. And you don't form the anti-cancer substances until the cell wall is crushed open and the inside mixes with the enzymes. So that happens when you, you imagine all the billions of cells that go into your mouth, you have to break open billions of cells. Wow. And most Americans are only breaking open 10%, let's say, so you're not getting the anti-cancer benefits as well as if you were really focusing on liquefying that in your mouth. The digestibility of raw vegetables and the, and the formation of those beneficial anti-cancer immune supporting compounds takes place in the mouth. And they're also enhanced by, by chewing and mixing it with the bacteria in the mouth and saliva. That mixture of saliva, the bacteria between the teeth and the gums and the food creates more nitric oxide and beneficial anti-inflammatory and protective nutrients that make you live long, protect you against cancer, but also immediately protect the immune system surrounding your, your tonsils and your lymph nodes automatically protect your mouth and throat and keep you healthy against viruses as the first line of defense at the gate. The first, the, the, the castle or the drawbridge at the gate of the castle is right here in your mouth and throat. And if you're not chewing these raw things well, you're not going to be developing the right type of immune support. And so, so it seems like if you could check off on the checklist, everything a person could do wrong to destroy their health, that's what Americans do. You, I always say this diet's been designed by ISIS. You know, it couldn't be more scientifically planned to hurt people than doing then. You see, when you mix, let's say, a high glycemic piece of bread, like a bagel or a pizza or a hamburger roll, with a piece of meat or cheese, then you've raised insulin and you've raised IGF-1 simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful cancer promoter right. because it drives angiogenesis and cellular replication. So what I'm saying is the American diet is like scientifically planned out to kill people. You know, so it's a very, it's, it's a radical change, but the benefits are radical. I, some people may be listening and they're thinking, you know, that sounds like a lot of healthy food to eat, but I'm no, but I'd rather be dead than have to eat that healthfully. You know, right. kill me right now if I have to, if I have to give up all the foods I love. You know? Yeah. But of course, that's food addiction talking. Exactly. And you know how people think illogically, and they can't even stay, they're trained to believe things that aren't true and not to weigh evidence. And what I'm saying that the evidence here is overwhelming and the fact that this becomes a more enjoyable way to live, not a less enjoyable way. You eat our ice cream made with frozen banana and macadamia nuts and real vanilla bean powder, and it tastes better than conventional ice cream because it's not too, because the conventional ice cream, remember your taste buds have become stronger, is too sweet, sickeningly sweet and you get overly sensitized, you can taste the chemicals in there and the artificial stuff you taste in there, and you don't even like it. You like the, the stuff we make by using creativity and real whole foods better because our taste buds have become more sensitized and you feel emotionally and psychologically better with what you're eating. You don't have to eat thimble-sized portions of food. You right. lose weight effortlessly. And there's just, it's called a no-brainer. And you start feeling better. Yes, except... <laughs> Except keep in mind, the first five days that you switch from an unhealthy diet to a very healthy diet, 
you don't feel better. The first five days, you feel worse because your body's in a heightened dumping of toxins out of your tissues. And you could feel pretty wiped and even headachey or shaky and a little bit. Some people get a little withdrawal anxiety or withdrawal depression. They can feel withdrawal from their addictive substances they're eating because food is it because unhealthy food is addicting. And the most deadly addiction that kills more people across the world is food addiction. It's the number one cause of death. You can say heart attacks and strokes and diabetes and all these cancers, but eating the wrong foods fuels all those causes of death. So it's the, so food addiction is probably, you know, is the real trouble facing the modern world today. Of course, we're destroying, at the same time we're eating the wrong foods, we're also destroying the planet in the process. Right. Yeah. So people have to change the way they eat and we collectively all have to move to this way of eating to save the planet as well, as well as getting off dependency of fossil fuels, as well as not having as many children, right. as well as having, you know, we got so much we have to do collectively to improve our health and the health of our world. And every person has got to do their part. This is a unique time in human history, a very fragile and dangerous time in human history. And people need to make the change and stop taking chances with their life. That's the first step. I know that we have other things to to, um, try to fix out there, including the state of the world, but the health of the planet and the extinction of the human species as well as other species have already been coming and making. But, but the first thing is you have to take care of your health. Yeah. You don't take care of your health first. You get nothing done. You can't be creative. Your life is diverted by, and you're, you're in a prison of addiction. And then you can't even perform at your chosen careers, including right. if you're a performer, you can't perform. You know, it's funny because some of the world-class and professional athletes that consult with me, they don't do it so they can jump higher and run faster. They do it so they don't get sick. So don't miss uh, NBA finals. Exactly. They, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like an example might be um, Eric Schloppy, who was in four Olympic games. That means 16 years, he continued to be at the top of the world in, in downhill skiing. And he ate healthier and carried around his blender with his green drinks and everything. <laughs> so he wouldn't get sick. Because the minute you're out for a week with a flu in the midst of your competitive season, your rankings go down and you come back and it takes you a month to get back in shape again after you were sick for a week. If you're talking about being the best athlete, one of the top athletes in the world, you can't just suddenly be sick and come back a week or two later and perform at that level of performance. You may have blown your whole season. And then you're out of the the top 20. And instead of making 500,000 in endorsements, you're making nothing, you know, so because you're out of the top 20 now. So So your health becomes, so these coaches enlist my help because, they're, because the health becomes so critical for their ultimate performance when you're competing at a world level like that. You, know, you, we can't, get afford, that. you can't afford to be out for a week or two and yeah. have mm-hmm. feel sick. You know? So tell us what it's like getting a cold if you're eating very healthily. Well, I'm 67 years old and I haven't missed any work in the last 35 years. I've never, been, I've never missed work. I, I've sometimes felt... Like I caught something and I felt a little feverish or weak at night, but by the next morning I'm, I'm well. Or I sometimes felt like a little, my nose started to run or I started to sneeze a little bit or something. I felt a little tickle in my throat. But within, a, within the next day, I felt all better. I never felt sick enough I couldn't go to work or something. You know what I mean? It passes so quickly. The last time I think I really got sick was in residency about 40 years ago when I got, when I got um, chicken pox. I was, really, <laughs> I was really sick then, but I don't, even, I don't know how to remember ever, almost ever getting sick, you know, so, and it's not me, I'm not the example, it's the thousands of people and the hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of people that follow my approach. I mean, we literally were talking here about making your body disease resistant. Well, the good news is we're in control of our health. 
not your right. doctor. You are. You can control your health destiny. You can have what happen. You you can have your life the way you want to have it, but you don't get something for nothing, and you can't escape the human laws of biology that if you take in dangerous substances, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to pay a price for it. So in the long term, you're looking at reduced cancer, reduced heart disease, reduced diabetes. In the short term, you're looking at fewer colds, um, just, you know, better health in general and, you know, protecting yourself against COVID, protecting your family against COVID. That's kind of everything. I mean... (laughs) Acid reflux, autoimmune diseases. The vast majority of Americans are sick on some medication for some illnesses, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, headaches, you know, allergies, eczema, you know, puffers, inhalers, all kinds of, they're just, the majority of Americans are sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it's, we're not just talking about cosmetically looking well, we're talking about obviously getting people to a high state of health and getting off those medications so they don't need them anymore. And the reason I explain this, because I think if people understand the futility of taking medications and the dangers to long-term health, they're more likely to take charge of their health and make the dietary changes necessary. Wow. Well, I have to say for my experience and my family's experiences, we've been eating a nutritarian type diet for um, four, just over four years now. And, wow. and it has, it's just changed everything. I just, I wasn't sick before. So I guess I can't really say that I noticed huge changes in that way, but as far as energy and just the fact that I don't get sick anymore with colds or I used to get stomach bugs horribly, my kids, I've got two little kids and if they get a cold, their nose runs for, you know, a day and then they're fine and they get over it. And right. And our bodies have just changed so much. And I do, I feel like we love this way of eating so much more, in fact, as we've done it. And, um, and we feel excited that we're giving this life to ourselves, this future. So, you know, I can't say um, how it has been for everyone, but that's why we needed you here because you've worked with thousands of people. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, you know, I have a, Retreat. I'm at my retreat in San Diego here where people come from all over the world to stay wow. here with, with food addictions, with obesity and serious problems to get well. And you, it's amazing to see how their personalities change. Mm. They might have been come in here because their parent or their family forced them to be here. And then they, you know, irritated. They think they can't really give up the food, their, their illicit love affair they have with their addictive food substances, <laughs> their, how it is involved with their career socially and and then friends and how they recreate with food. But after a while, their personalities change and they start to realize, they become so grateful for having learned this and learning how to make it taste so good. And their taste buds, they, they start to feel really appreciated and so grateful for the blessing of being able to control their health and getting back their health. Yes, yes And exactly. we see people get rid of lupus and psoriasis and asthma and eczema and allergies go away and skin diseases go away. And it's not just losing weight, it's really being well and having that hope and the confidence and getting rid of fear. You know, going to doctors and getting biopsies and tests and mammograms and this and that and worried about diseases all the time. Just the fact that it takes the worry out of your life too, when you know you're doing what you need to do to protect yourself. You have a much more peaceful and happier life. As well, and you get more pleasure out of life, yeah. not less pleasure. 
So I, so there's no, so it's really those of us like yourself, Evan, who've been doing this a while, we feel grateful and blessed that we learned this information somewhere mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that we got the, you know, I do too. I happen to be lucky where I started to be. I was very young when my father was sickly and overweight and he started reading certain health books to improve his health. And I started to become a voracious reader of those things and started to develop my own, you know, my, my career around that. Wow. And, uh, so I feel I was very lucky to be exposed to this because I've gotten a lot of tremendous amount of personal satisfaction from being able to help people and direct them to get well and knowing I have the experience and the confidence to know they can get well. I had a person here um, a few months ago, um, who a young woman who weighed 390 pounds, who lost about 100 pounds while she was here, but she learned, and she, when she first came in, by the way, she was thought she could never and didn't want to do this. And then when she left, she's become so excited about it. And she's so grateful to have her life back. And she's continued to lose a lot more weight in the three months she's been home now. Or a person who was in a, I have another man who was a physician came here a couple of months ago who was having a heart, who had a heart attack in, um, in um, Tennessee. Um, anyway, he had a heart attack in the east, southeast coast of the United States. And they, they wanted to put a stent in. And it wasn't an emergency stent because it was just an elective stent. And he was still in the hospital and deciding what to do. And I said, fly right out here. And he came here, blood pressure back to normal, heart disease back to normal, blood flow back to normal, exercise tolerance back to normal, no need for a stent, lost you know, 30 pounds while he was here for eight weeks. And then of course, going back, able to function in his career now without being sick. Right. Another person, I've, this other doctor was a, anyway, I shouldn't keep telling stories, it's all, well, <laughs> as you can see, I'm, I'm, ex, I ex, I'm excited about watching these transformations in people so they can go back and be happy and have a full life again. Yeah, we can really tell that you care about people and the people you work with. Thank you. And that's really amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Furman, for visiting with, with us today on this really important topic. My pleasure. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I encourage people to learn more. They can, yes. um, my, my, even though all those books I've written, the best place to start is my latest book, you know, Eat for Life. Okay. Because it's always best to get the most updated version. Right. You know, okay. It's a good place to start is the last book. You know what I mean? And then, of course, um, at my website, I answer people's questions and help them if they have trouble. And we have a you know, supportive systems and all kinds of recipes and menus and diet plans and all kinds okay. of connect, you know, people can connect with each other. So it makes it so it's, they're not feeling they're alone doing this. Yeah. Yeah, that's important too. Yeah. Well, to all of our friends who are out there listening today, you are wonderful and powerful and you are creative mm -hmm. and you have the ability to make important changes in your life. And if this is important to you, but challenging, know that you are not alone, just like Dr. Furman just said. And you can also check out our episode two about habits and some of the additional resources about how to set new habits. Exactly. That, yeah. That can help <laughs> with your diet. If you work on this every day, even in little ways, then eventually the good habits will outweigh the bad habits. Yep. So stop letting your immunity control you and stop letting your diet control you. You are capable of taking control of so many things that, and of feeling great. So take care of yourselves. Keep making great art and the world needs your voices. So with that, in Boca, in Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 